It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It'll be dubbed Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, but more importantly, it's an opportunity for the Carolina Panthers to get their first win of the season. We'll talk about it right now on this Crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans podcast. I'm Julian Council, the host of Locked On Panthers. He is Cody Davis, the host of Locked On Texans, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network talking about the Panthers and Texans every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow our shows for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. And follow Cody over on Twitter, at Cody Davis underscore 24. This is a Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday episode brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans both coming off of buys. The Panthers are 0 and 6. The Texans are. From an outsider's perspective, Cody, an impressive <laughs> three and three uh, with the rookie quarterback CJ Stroud and a first-time head coach the Miko Ryan's and some impressive blowout wins against the Pittsburgh Steelers and against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, coming off a win last time out against the New Orleans Saints, where the Panthers lost in Miami the last time that they played. But important matchup: Bank America Stadium, one o'clock Eastern Time, twelve o'clock noon there in Central Time. How you doing, man? How how was things in Houston with Miko <laughs> and with CJ Stroud? Because that is a pairing that could have been here in Carolina, but instead, mm. David Tepper, the owner, chose Bryce Young, which I had no problem with, and he chose Frank Reich as the head coach, which I guess we could have more of a discussion about that. But how are things going on in Houston as y'all are 3-3 three and three <laughs> head into this Week 8 matchup? Man, let me tell you this. I think the last time you and I did a crossover was uh, 2021 season, if I'm correct. And you remember things were, you know, bad at the time. You know that we was in the midst of the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I believe that was also the um, Davis Mills' first start because I think the week before that time, um, Tyrod Taylor had got hurt. So he had just got thrown into the fire. And a lot of people were just looking at the Texans at the time as the laughing stock of the league. However, and I'm pretty sure you don't mind if we jump right into it in terms (laughs) of top storylines surrounding this game. Go ahead. Things are looking up for the Houston Texans. I mean, 
a couple of days ago, me and my co-host John, we was we was talking about a potential playoff race um, with the Texans going into you know the last eleven games of the season. And you know, one of the things that we where we've been talking about a lot of people around the city of Houston is not taking the Carolina Panthers too lightly. And I just had to take a moment. I said, John, just oh. think about it. We are sitting here talking about not taking the Carolina Panthers, who are 0-6, as you just alluded to, not taking that team lightly. And I'm saying that's how bad things have been in the city of Houston because it's not like the Texans are entering this game 5-1 and one or 6-0. and They're 3-3 three and three, right at 500, but everybody is so excited about this team and there's so much positivity and just so much momentum behind this team is to the point it's like, man, they can definitely end this season with a very realistic opportunity to make a run at the division, make a run at the postseason. But just all in all, the biggest storyline surrounding this team is just the positivity. You already mentioned it. The start from C.J. Stroud, the, the start of head coach D'Amico Ryan, the start of offensive coordinator Bobby Sloy, everybody on both sides of the ball, whether it's Nico Collins, who has already put together a career year six games into the season. Almost everything surrounding this organization, things haven't been perfect here when you look at the injuries, but even when you take a look at the hands that they have been dealt in terms of the injuries, especially with this offensive line, they have done a really good job in making adjustments, and that is part of the reason why we're sitting here with this organization at 3-3, three and three, something that nobody actually thought could be possible. Wow. I love the energy. Excitement positivity, momentum. It's a complete 180 here in Carolina. <laughs> Those are all, and it's funny because you bring up the last time we talked was going into that Thursday night football game where the Panthers were 2-0. They were, you're right, they were facing off against a rookie Davis Mills and the Panthers had a defense that looked excellent in the first two weeks of the season against a rookie, Zach Wilson, who looked awful in that Jets game to start off the season. It was a Sam Darnold revenge game the Panthers won. And they beat that. the breaks off of the Saints and Jameis Winston, who made a ton of mistakes the week prior. And they go to Houston, win that game, lose Chris McCaffrey, but they're 3-0. and So you talk about the excitement and the energy in Houston. That was the last time there was this um, the same amount of excitement and energy here in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas. We have not had that since the 3-0 and start back in 2021. Now, there was excitement and energy coming into the season with the new coaching staff that was dubbed this all-star staff where David Tepper, the owner here in Carolina, he shot out a bunch of cash to bring in a Jero Averro as a defensive coordinator. They bring in Thomas Brown, who's now going to be a play caller heading into this week eight matchup. There was a lot of excitement. But so far at 0-6 and fans kind of looking at Houston and wondering – Hmm, should we have that head coach quarterback pairing? <laughs> the excitement's kind of been tampered so far as they're 0 and 6, or, and we'll see it tempered so far as they're 0 and 6. We'll see how things uh, work out moving forward. But really, the biggest storyline, and there's like two of them Austin Corbett, the positive. He's coming back. He was probably the Panthers' best offensive lineman last year. He tore his ACL in week 18. Uh, against the Saints in that walk-off win. Had to start off the season on the pup list. He's been back at practice the last three weeks. Was activated on Tuesday. Looks like he would be ready to go. He was limited to practice on Wednesday. That's a positive because Bryce Young has really not been protected, especially there mm -hmm. in the interior of the offensive line. They've started three different players at right guard. Chandler Zavala, the rookie at NC State, who they drafted in the fourth round. Cade Mays, second-year player. And then Calvin Throckmorton, who they added – 
off of waivers right after roster cutdown day. So the Panthers getting him back, that should be able to solidify the offensive line, hopefully moving forward and be able to take some of that pressure off of Bryce that's coming up the middle consistently through the first three weeks. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is Thomas Brown. He came in as the OC, Frank Reich, the head coach here. He called plays for the first six games. He claims it was always the plan at the bye week, no matter if they were 5-0, 5 5-1, 6-0, 0-6, that he was going to hand off the play calling duties. Okay, this is also the same Frank Reich who told us he has weekly meetings on Tuesdays with the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper. So we're going to see Thomas Brown. Now get to call the plays. There's going to be one singular voice in the headset to Bryce Young on Sundays, which I think is a good thing. They talk about trying to simplify the offense for him ahead of that game against the Dolphins the last time they played. So Thomas Brown is dubbed as a guy who will be a future head coach. He actually interviewed down there in Houston for the head coaching gig back in January, the only job he got an opportunity to interview for a head coaching opportunity uh, this past cycle. So we'll see what he's able to do with this offense that so far – has not been able to run the football. The only receiver that's been able to get open and that Bryce Young trust is Adam Thielen. And the rest of it has really been a bust and overall very disappointing, which has led to the 0-6 start. So a complete 180 as far as things here in Carolina <laughs> compared to Houston heading into this matchup. But the storyline that we all know is Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. I know C.J. talked about it. I saw his comments earlier on Wednesday. Bryce Young was asked about it. Frank Reich was even asked, hey, do, do you think maybe you got the wrong guy? It's going to be wow. dubbed as that. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit too early to really go down that road. We have plenty of opportunity to talk about that here on the show. We're going to get into some of the key matchups, key players, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and what must go right for each of these teams to be able to win on Sunday as Carolina Panthers host the Houston Texans at Bank of America Stadium here in Charlotte at 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday afternoon. We'll come back and talk about some of those key matchups and key players here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers and Lockdown Texans on this crossover Thursday edition. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. And personally, I love to order some Hawthorne's pizza on game day. And, you know, sometimes after the game, I like to order some Yafo too, my favorite here in Charlotte. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, back here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans. Julian Council, the host of Locked On Panthers. Cody Davis, the host of Locked On Texans. It's a Locked On NFL crossover Thursday as the Panthers host the Texans on Sunday afternoon at Bank America Stadium here in Uptown Charlotte. So, Cody, let's look at some of the key matchups, key players. And let's just start off with the key players. Let's, let's just go into the storyline <laughs> that everyone wants to talk about. It's going to be dubbed as Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. I said mm-hmm. on my show earlier this week that if the Panthers lose, this game will be used as a referendum on Bryce Young, on Frank Reich, on yeah, Scott Bitter, the general manager, <laughs> and most importantly, on David Tepper, the owner, as it's an open secret in the league, according to Stephen Holder of ESPN.com, who covers the Colts, and Rich Eisen, that the owner, David Tepper, wanted Bryce Young. Now, Frank Reich's come out and said he wanted Bryce Young. Thomas Brown has said that Bryce Young has always been his number one quarterback, but forever and always, these two quarterbacks, along with Anthony Richardson and Will Levis to a lesser extent, will always be linked to each other dating back to that 2023 draft. Just how are you feeling about what you've seen out of C.J. Stroud so far <laughs> this season and really what the future holds potentially for him, D'Amico Ryans, and the Texans organization? That C.J. Stroud is definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, this team's next franchise quarterback. Plain right. and simple. And I'm saying it with a big smile because, you know, going back to the last time you and I talked, we had another quarterback who decided he didn't want to play here no more. But with all that being said, I, I everybody's going to look at this matchup. CJ versus Bryce, Bryce versus CJ. And, of course, without a shadow of a doubt, six games into their career, CJ Stroud has been the better quarterback. Yes. But, Julian, I do wonder – how much of the success that we are seeing out of CJ and that we're not seeing out of Bryce Young, I do wonder if it's more so to management because the one thing I've noticed with CJ and Coach D'Amico Ryans was asked this question today, as a matter of fact. Um, when you when you take a look at the offensive line, even though they've been dealt with a lot of injuries, there's been a lot of changes up front. CJ is going out there on the field with a lot of established veterans offensive linemen. Everybody already know about Laramie Tunsil. Everybody already know about Titus Howard, Shaq Mason. You went out and got a deal done with him. George Fant, a guy who, you know, we thought was going to be a swing tackle as of right now, just based off the fact that he has played the most game consistently. He is, as of right now, the Houston Texans' highest graded lineman now, probably after Sunday. That's not going to be the case with Laramie Tunsil putting together more game <laughs> along with Titus Howard, but it's like, okay, you have established players on your offensive front. Even when you take a look at the weapons, even though a lot of us, including myself, when we looked at the wide receiving core, it was like, okay, we still have a lot of questions on who could be, quote unquote, wide receiver number one. You know, can Nico Collins stay healthy? What are you going to get out of Robert Woods? You know, what you're going to get out of Noah Brown? Um, And then even when you take a look at the tight end course, like, okay, we see that you got Dalton Schultz. A lot of the names that I just mentioned, a lot of those guys are established veterans. Even when you take a look at the Russian attack, and I know the run game hasn't been too good, but you still have, when you added Devin Singletary into this, once again, it's an established veteran. And I do wonder how much of that having C.J. Stroud take the field with established veterans, how much of that has literally elevated his game? Because, look, without a shadow of a doubt, and we saw it a little bit back in 2017 as well, when mm-hmm. you have a quarterback, it goes that they're going to go through their struggles. Even when they have a phenomenal year going back to Deshaun Watson in 2017, we just had this conversation. I think Watson had – 
I can't remember like with, within the six games he played before he got hurt, he had like 19 touchdowns, but he had like 12 interceptions, some, somewhere along those lines. He struggled taking care of the ball. But you look at CJ, he has nine touchdowns and only one interception as of right now. So it's just like, yes, CJ has played phenomenal. Yes, everybody is excited about CJ. You can tell how I'm talking. Like yeah. everybody is excited about CJ. But I do wonder how much him going out there on the field with veterans and not only that, a coaching staff that I always rave, rave about almost every single week, they listen and make adjustments with their players. And that's that's very big, especially here in the city of Houston, because Julian, as you know, sometimes you'll get a coaching staff, a head coach, where it's more so of a dictatorship. What I say goes. And we actually saw that during the Bill O'Brien era on several occasions. Now, there has been several times where CJ, Tane, well, Robert Woods, Noah Brown, like whoever, they would come to the podium and be like, yeah, you know, I saw this with the matchup. I went to Bobby Sloy. Hey, can we make this adjustment? We did it, and then boom, next thing you know, they got 20 or 30 points on the board. But I'm going to flip this around back to you. Do you think the struggles that we have been seeing out of Bryce Young is more so to the fact he really doesn't have that veteran presence every time he steps out on the field? Well, it's it's actually interesting because I'm I'm listening to you and you're going over some of those names like Robert Woods was a receiver I had talked about in the offseason. This would be a nice target for Bryce Young at the Carolina Panthers and go out and get him. We talk mm -hmm. about getting a pass catching tight end and Dalton Schultz was someone that I mentioned as an option. Now they have Hayden Hurst and it, it's now there's two established ta tackles there in Houston, like with Larry Tunsil. Great trade for the Texans to get him a while back. And then Titus Howard, first rounder right out of Alabama State, or it was Alabama State and then whichever mm -hmm. one, he, he's he been a solid player for them as well. And the Panthers, honestly, when you look at the Texans process, the Panthers process is pretty similar as far as how they try to construct a roster offensively around a rookie quarterback. I just feel like the Texans, for whatever reason, have done a better job at doing that. They've had offensive line injuries, so have the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers haven't had Austin Corbett, who was their second highest-graded offensive lineman a year ago. And according to some, they really felt like he was the best player on that offense that really struggled at times last year until they became more of a downhill rushing attack when Steve Wilkes, who's now the D.C. out in San Francisco, took over as the interim head coach and pretty much put the edict down to Ben McAdoo. We're going to run the ball because our quarterbacks play is awful. Just run it. And that's when the Panthers had success. And they were there in week 17 playing what was basically – the NFC South title game. So it's just mm -hmm. interesting how they've had that injury. They blew Brady Christensen, their left guard. He's out for the rest of the season. And then everything just imploded on the offensive line. Where for Houston, and I haven't watched the Texans game, but it does not seem like that's <laughs> been the case for y'all. You look at the wide receiver core in Carolina. Adam Thielen has been everything you would have hoped and more. But DJ Chark hasn't really stepped up. They got and draft Jonathan Mingo. You talk about Nico Collins, who's a young receiver. He's had a great start to, to this season already, a career year, as you said. Jonathan Mingo, the second-round pick at Ole Miss, has kind of looked lost so far. He hasn't really made much of an impact. So they have veterans. They have a guy like Terry Moten at right tackle who's been the only constant for them on the offensive line. They brought back Bradley Bozeman at the center position. They have Hayden Hurst. They have Miles Sanders, who I question whether he's been healthy because he missed the preseason with groin. He missed the last game with the shoulder. He was back as a full participant on Wednesday, but he has not been effective at all in the backfield. So they brought some journeymen as veterans to help out Bryce, much like the Houston Texans did. But so far, it hasn't really worked out. And I guess the only way you can look at it is maybe it's the coaching staff. 
That has failed mm-hmm. Bryce Young. We looked at the, the play calling of Frank Reich. A lot of people after two weeks are saying, all right, this is not working. Give Thomas Brown a chance. How everything seems so predictable. So the only way, way I can look at it, when I look at the Texans and I look at the Panthers, both on paper heading into the season, both look like, okay, should have solid offensive line as veterans there. Looking at the receivers, okay, both the receiver cores don't look very good at all. Good luck with that. But Houston's apparently gotten more out of it than so far Carolina has. So it's got to be on coaching more, more than anything. Um, when you look at just the way things have worked so far in Carolina, really how they have not worked and how there's excitement and exuberance in Houston at three and three <laughs> with CJ Stroud. But, so we talk about key players. What about some key matchup? What are you looking at on Sunday as far as like the, at the major matchup that can change the tide of the game for the Houston Texans favor on Sunday afternoon? The Texans pass rushers against the Panthers offensive line, their tackles. Um, and I say that because the one thing that Coach D'Amico Ryan has been harping on over the last couple of times we spoke to him, um, and even more so Wednesday, I even asked him the same, uh, a similar question, you know, what has been your evaluation of the pass rushers? Um, and if there is an area that you would like to see them improve, what will it be? And once again, he continues to double down on wanting to see more sacks. The one thing about the Houston Texans defensive front, especially their edge rushers, they're definitely going to – get after the quarterback. I think right now they have somewhere in the ballpark of like 40 pressures. But when you look at the sack numbers, it don't seem like they do a really good job at getting after the quarterback because they only had not, only have nine on the season. And I think this can definitely be a game where they could finally put everything together and go out there and let their sack numbers match their pressures. Because when you go back to the game against the New Orleans Saints, they had pressured Derek Carr like 23 times, but they only came away with two sacks. And it's like, okay, well, if your coach is continuing to harp on this, then clearly at some point you guys are going to put it together. And not only that, look, without a shadow of a doubt, I still believe in Bryce Young. I'm rooting for the young man, and I think yeah. he still is going to have a phenomenal career. However, I think Bryce Young just need that one game for it to click, and I don't need it to come against the Texans. Uh-huh. I need his former teammate, Will Addison Jr., who told us at training camp he had a phenomenal day. He, he could have ended that day with like three sacks or whatever. But he said he had to catch himself from hitting CJ because – he kept going back to what Nick Saban used to tell him all the time at practice at Alabama. Don't tackle. Don't hit Bryce Young. Plain and simple. And I'm going to need him to get out of that mindset. And if you get to a point where you can finally get that hit on Bryce Young, do it. Because like I mentioned, I think it's just going to take Bryce Young phenomenal talent. I think it's just going to take him that one game for it to click and everything is going to start falling in place for you guys. But once yeah. again, I don't need it to be against the Texans. No, no, yeah, no, well, no, 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 no. Well, hopefully that's will be the game. We'll get, actually get to that here momentarily. We talk about what needs to go right for uh, both these teams to win on Sunday. And honestly, that's the matchup I'm looking at as well. When you talk about the Texans edge rushers, just their pass rush in general against Carolina Panthers offensive line. And you bring up sacks, man. I, what the the Saints scored 13 points in that game so mm-hmm. that Texas defense got it done either way like I've <laughs> always I've always believed pressures are greater than sacks yes it's nice to get the guy mm-hmm. on the ground but pressures lead to mistakes and a guy like Derek Carr he gets pressured with no interceptions Bryce Young if he gets pressured it's possible that he could also make some mistakes but the Carolina Panthers O-line talk about Austin Corbett coming back 
Maybe they can start getting some continuity. Ike Aquanu, who they drafted in the first round last year, has kind of regressed. Maybe he can start playing better. We'll see who's going to start at left guard. Uh, Chandler Zavala have been starting there. He got carted off against the Tex- against the uh, Lions rather a couple weeks ago with a neck injury. He was a full participant at practice on Wednesday. So we'll see if it's him or if it's Cade Mays or Calvin Throckmorton. Either way, got to figure out what that combination moving forward is going to be and find a way to protect Bryce Young because his receivers aren't getting open. So at mm-hmm. least give the guy some time so that maybe, just maybe, these slow receivers can finally get some separation and that offense can look better moving forward with Bryce and Thomas Brown linking up as the quarterback and the play caller here in Carolina. But the Carolina Panthers, they they desperately need a win. And the Houston Texans, you're talking about winning a division title. Yeah, right. it's, it's possible. I, I don't want to put it like this. I would much rather them just – it's hard to, to, to truly talk about this. I mean, it's exciting, but at the same time, I just don't want to get my hopes too, too uh, up. Eh. But at the same time, it's like, look, look at our division. It's basically it's coming down between the two-team race at this point because it seemed like Tennessee is about to go through a full rebuild and the Indianapolis Colts, yeah, Gardner Minshew, he could create some magic at times, but is it enough to really – let the Colts win a division and get into the playoffs? I don't yeah. think so. So It's it's possible. It's interesting. The NFC South, AFC South, both are wide open divisions. You know, we do college football a lot better here down in the South than we do <laughs> the NFL. So we'll talk about some of the um, what needs to go right for each team on Sunday to win here. Just a moment on this Locked On NFL crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you bet on the Panthers and they win, well, congratulations. If you bet on them, they lose, well, you know, you still get $200 in bonus bets. And if you're a Houston, Texas fan, you're betting on them, well, you're probably already to that $200 bonus already, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action than right now. You got the World Series starting on Friday. Thank God that the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Phillies on Tuesday night. You also have the NBA's finally back at college football. You got the NHL if you're into that. All of that's back. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand at your time of need. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared with Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code, our code, locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, back here on this Locked On NFL crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans. The 0-6 Panthers hosting the 3-3 Houston Texans on Sunday. And, of course, if you're a Panthers fan, you should know this. Panthers are an underdog heading into this game once again for the seventh time this season. Don't have the line in front of me from our friends over at FanDuel, but I imagine it's probably like round three or something like that. But either way, Houston Texans are the favorite and they are a team that's riding high, feeling good about themselves, believe that they might have a chance in that wide open AFC South to be able to win the division. Cody, we we talked a lot about 
what these teams will look like so far. You've talked a lot about C.J. Stroud and the hopes and dreams that the entire city of Houston and the surrounding area has in him and D'Amico Ryans and this new look Houston Texans organization under their owners. Um, what needs to go right for the Texans to come into Charlotte on Sunday and get to four and three? Just sustain their momentum, plain and simple. Just sustain the momentum. The one thing about the Houston Texans, this is something that Coach D'Amico Ryan, Nick Asirio, um, CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, and I think those are all the people we talked to um, after their last game against the New Orleans Saints. The one thing that they kept saying is that they're not going to look too far ahead and get caught up in the whole playoff talk and, you know, winning the AFC South talk and all that other good stuff. They said they're just going to continue to take it one game at, at a time. And right now their top focus is on the Carolina Panthers. And look, no disrespect to the Panthers. I know you guys have a lot of things going on as of right now. Trust me. I understand your pain because we went through a, a, a similar situation over the last two seasons. Um, however, I think when you look at an on-field perspective, I just think the Texans offense might have an opportunity to go out there and just continue to be this explosive offense that we've that we've seen from time to time. And I think that is going to be the biggest key. Go out there, sustain your momentum, keep up the success, and just continue to protect CJ with the offensive line. It seems like in their last game they found something something with their rushing attack, so that's something that they can utilize going into this season, splitting carries between Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce, but just, just, just keep the momentum and, and everything just going, plain and simple. All right. Well, just looked it up on FanDuel, our official uh, betting partner here on Locked On. It's a three-point spread, so plus three mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, the Texans coming on the road. And yeah, this is going to be a game where I mentioned if the Panthers lose, like all hell is going to break out loose <laughs> because there's already plenty of people uh, out there on the socials, but even just out in these streets who wanted CJ Stroud or seeing what's happening in Houston, whether they're watching mm. the games or not. They're at least looking at the box score and they're comparing Bryce's numbers to CJ's numbers. And that's just going to be how these things go as long as these guys are in the league. And at least until they both prove themselves to be good quarterbacks. I know you look at Miami with Tua and you look over in LA. So weird to say that with the Chargers and Justin Herbert for a while, people looked at, oh man, did the Dolphins make a mistake by not getting Justin Herbert? Well, Tua has turned out to be pretty good. That's and what happens a, when you give a quarterback some weapons too, by right. the way. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So right now, you know, people might be thinking, oh, well, did, did the Panthers make a mistake? Well, let's see what it looks like, you know, when he actually has more time to throw the football and also some guys who are playmakers and get open and aren't, you know, on their fourth team. So we'll see how that looks like whenever he finally gets that at the Carolina Panthers front office ever, you know, gets there, which I do think that they will. But, you know, look in Miami, look in L.A. with both those guys, Tua and Justin Herbert, you don't really hear a lot of people comparing them right now. So just give it some time if you're a Panthers fan and even a Texans fan and just see where these guys go and when they're established, if they do become established, and then maybe you can both look at them and be like, okay, we made the right decision, even if you might slightly prefer the other over the uh, other. So for the Panthers, 
it's got to come down to finding some sort of offensive consistency and mm-hmm. an identity because they do not have one through six games. And now that Thomas Brown, who is the OC, is really officially the OC as a play caller, he's going to be the primary voice in Bryce Young's ear. He's going to be growing and developing in this job as a first-time play caller at this level with Bryce. That is now an opportunity for the Carolina Panthers to really establish themselves offensively. And it would be nice to be able to do that against a Houston Texans defense that has been good, but also a Houston Texans team that I, I do think, and according to the line of folks in Vegas think, that Carolina Panthers can compete with and could potentially beat on Sunday at home. So we'll see if they're able to find any sort of consistency, if they can protect Bryce Young, if they can be able to scheme guys open or you know maybe just get open on your own because that is your job as a wide receiver, and if they can find a running game, whether it's Miles Sanders or more preferably, if you're a Panthers fan, probably Chuba Hubbard, I want to see this offense be able to take off on Sunday and be able to, you know, get to the point where, you know, it's Frank Reich saying, oh, not too long. He said a couple weeks ago, we're not too far away from scoring 28 to 30 points a game. All right, you had a whole week to self-scout. Now you have Thomas <laughs> Brown calling plays. Let's go see it, Frank. Um, so that's something they got to be able to do on offense. And then, look, defensively, they've been banged up. It looks like Xavier Woods, who's been out with a hamstring, he's going to be back and ready to go. Uh, Von Bell is still not practicing on Wednesday, so that's TBD on whether he's going to come back. They're still going to be without J.C. Horn. But there's an opportunity, I think, for this defense to get better once they get healthier uh, down the stretch of the season. Because right now, points per game, they're giving up 31 points per game, and this defense is not that Mm. bad. They're just banged up. And Houston has 11 guys on IR. Carolina has nine. So you totally understand (laughs) the issues of injuries. But defensively, like they still have Brian Burns here for now. Maybe he gets traded uh, within the next week or so. We'll see. But he's somebody who can get after the passer. And I, I love Tunsil, what he can do, and what the Texans have there at the tackle position. But Burns is a good player. And C.J. Stroud's a rookie. And if you get pressure on a rookie in any quarterback, period, they can make mistakes. So they have to be able to make C.J. Stroud look like a rookie quarterback on Sunday while mm-hmm. allowing their rookie and Bryce Young to be comfortable and have an opportunity to actually be able to go through his reads and feel comfortable in the offense that they're going to present on Sunday afternoon. So I mentioned it, Cody, the Houston Texans, y'all's Houston Texans are a three-point favorite on the road on Sunday. Who you got? You got the Texans or you got the Panthers with the upset and finally getting a win on Sunday? Um, I got to stick with the Texans, man. Uh, right now, everything surrounding this team is up. The spirit surrounding the team is up, especially in the locker room. Um, and I think that's just going to carry over when they go to Carolina. And it's funny, you and I basically – said the same thing in terms of matchup players that we're looking at and all this other stuff, but it's just ironic that it's on different sides of the spectrum. But I'm going to roll with the Houston Texans. I got them winning, and it's only because right now you guys are giving up, what is it, like 30 points per game? Yeah. Okay. I have 31. the Houston Texans. And I look, don't get mad at me. But I think this is going to be an opportunity that the Texans are going to win this game pretty easily i got the texans winning 30 to 13 good god if that happens just pray, <laughs> just, uh, just pray for my mental health and all the people i'm gonna have to deal with in my mentions like the meltdown that will happen in charlotte and throughout the carolinas if that is the result on sunday in that manner like a close mm-hmm. loss bryce plays well cj plays well and you lose i don't think it's going to be that big of a deal but if they lose like that then, yeah, it's going to be a huge issue. I don't really have much reason to pick the Panthers. It's more of a gut feeling. 
Because the last two weeks, I didn't think they were going to beat Detroit. I didn't think they were going to beat Miami. Everyone knew going to those games, it was probably going to be a long Sunday. But this mm-hmm. is the first time really since Minnesota where I felt like the Panthers actually had a chance. In that Minnesota game, they controlled it until Bryce gets sacked, he fumbles, and the Vikings take it back for a touchdown. And yeah. that turned out to be uh, the game changer and a difference that day. And mistakes have really killed the Carolina Panthers. And if they don't turn the football over, duh, they're able to win some of these games. I just think with a week off, Thomas Brown taking over, just some sort of renewed energy within that offensive uh, locker room in those meeting rooms, I think the Panthers get it done, I don't know, let's say like 24-20 on Sunday. So I call it a close game. I say they put up a little bit of points. So we'll we'll go with that. Because typically I don't like to do predictions, <laughs> but they're zero six. I, I got nothing. I got nothing I to either. lose. I don't have any. I don't. Need, I don't have to have anybody in my DMs being like, "Oh, you picked against the Panthers. How dare you?" It's like they're zero and six. The season's basically over. The only thing that matters is developing a Bryce Young. So I'm comfortable saying twenty four twenty Panthers cover and win against Houston Texans on Sunday. But that's going to wrap up this crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe and follow our shows for free. It's free on YouTube, a free podcast. Remember that uh, on YouTube and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and follow Cody over on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. And we'll be back with y'all again on Friday. I'll be talking about the keys to victory for the Carolina Panthers. We got coming up on Friday's show for your Texans fans. Cody. Uh, We're going to continue to look at this game and try to break down what can the Houston Texans do in order to win. But more importantly, look, CJ has had a great start to his campaign. However, there's still some improvements we need to see. All right. Well, we'll see. That's what what the improvements can be for CJ Stroud. We'll break all the game, more of the game down on our respective shows on tomorrow's episode. So again, appreciate y'all tuning in here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Texans. And we will talk to all of you on Friday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.